Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 51. I'm recording this on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Um, and I feel like the entire world has changed in the last week. Um, last week was like the day after my campaign launch and I was feeling like great. Um, and today feels bizarre. Um, everything feels like a tiny bit depressing. I imagine I'm not the only one. So I just acknowledging it and who knows, like a week from today when you guys are hearing this, any number of things could have changed. Um, but yeah, last week was the birthday of Artifice, 50 episodes. I'm super proud of it. Um, I already have like another 10, I think, ready to go. And I have episodes scheduled all the way up through May. Um, I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that's coming. Um, the Indiegogo campaign is still going on. And, uh, you know, I said it last week, but I'll say it again. Um, if you love this podcast and you want to support the podcast, just go throw a few bucks at my Indiegogo campaign. Um, because this podcast doesn't have a Patreon or anything. Um, so, you know, um, go over and donate at the Indiegogo campaign and then you're supporting me, which is the podcast. Um, and you know, as a bonus, you also get my album, um, or, you know, any number of perks, depending on how much you want to throw over there. Um, a lot of artists and creatives have been talking about like virtual tip jars in this weird time. Cause like our gigs are all getting canceled. It's very strange. Um, I'm, I'm really lucky so far, like not too much has happened, but I think things probably will. I don't know. It's very strange. I'm trying to stay positive. Um, but you know, honesty is important. And the way that I feel on this particular day is kind of bummed out. Um, luckily though, this episode with Rachel Robison is so just nice and happy and uplifting. So it's a perfect, um, it's a perfect offering for this bizarre time that we're in. Um, Okay, so I'm going to read you Rachel's bio. Rachel Robeson is a composer for video games, film, and other media based in Utah. She is also a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and educator with almost two decades of experience. Her studies include media music and me music recording technology at Salt Lake Community College, gradu graduating with an Associate of Applied Science degree in music recording technology in 2019. Rachel joined ATA Music Production that same year as a composer and head of business development. At home, she helps run Utah Game Audio, a local community for game audio professionals, and co-hosts the Create Loud podcast. She currently serves as an advisory board member and assistant communications manager for the Game Audio Network Guild. Okay, everybody, stay healthy, and here's Rachel. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary. And sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections. But we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky. And it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by The Voice Straw. Back in episode 36, I interviewed Justin Timberlake's voice teacher, the amazing Mindy Pack. 
Mindy just launched this incredible new product designed to improve the quality of singing and vocal performance through science and proper technique. The Voice Straw is a vocal training tool for singers, actors, and speakers. It helps relieve tension, strain, breathiness, cracking, and flipping in the voice. Scientifically shown to improve singing technique, a must-have tool for anyone looking for vocal success. Head to www.voicestraw.com and enter promo code ARTIFICE10, that's all caps, A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E-1-0, for 10% off your purchase today. So I always start at the beginning with people and ask, like, what kind of creative stuff you were doing as a tiny kid? Well... I have been doing like singing and piano for as long as I can remember. Cool. Um, Because my um, my family, we would sing. um, We're basically the we're basically the Von Trapps. Cool. And so, like, we would do singing gigs places, and like, like it was a paid. My first paid gig was singing at rest homes with as a family. Yeah, I mean, probably we didn't probably we didn't start doing that until probably like. I don't know. It's all a little older, but let me say that again. Yeah. <laughs> we probably didn't start doing the actual gigs until we were older, but like yeah. just being part of the, like I was in the church choir as a kid. Cool. And I like, have so many questions. So yeah. are your parents musicians? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Is that too tight? Your, what? You can just pull it, your headphone cable. There's um, tons oh, of slack I mean, in the closet. Like, okay. I, yeah. I was sorry. worried that you were, yeah, no, I'm just good. seeing it. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. No, I okay. mean, you're fine. I just want to oh. make sure you didn't feel like you couldn't move your head. <laughs> no, um, it's good. Yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah, no, it's I'm not good. gonna affect it's the sound good. or anything. So, cool. your your parents are musicians. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you've listened to the podcast, but when I, when I talk to people whose parents are also artists, I feel like I have a whole different set of questions. <laughs> um, you know, I think for if you are in the kind of family where, like, as a child, you're an artsy child and your parents are like, what do we do with this? That's so different than, like, your parents kind For of like sure. expecting that you're yeah. an artist. Yeah. So what do you remember about, about like that and kind of, you know, how you were encouraged or um, like what, what did you think about art when you were like little? It just was like, why not do this? Or not like that. It was, it was just like, a way of life just from as far as I can remember. It just remember, like was a thing that you did. Yeah, like did in elementary like, school, just like, okay, I'm going to audition for the choir yeah, because that's, that's what like, we do. That's what we do, yeah. Um, Did it feel like fun? Like, did it feel like play? Oh, did it yeah. feel exploratory? Or like, was For me, p- it was. Like, I, I have always loved it. Like, I've never felt like it was... There wasn't pressure. Oh, no way. No, yeah. it's just like, like, of course I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. this is my thing. Yeah. And it's always been my thing. So I've I have never felt like sick of it or anything just because of because of how much we did it as a kid and I like I've seen that before where it's like you know oh I hate the piano because I had to take piano lessons as a kid like for me it's just like yeah let's do it because that's or even like so when you when you're kind of saying like this is my thing do you mean like I mean surely you don't mean like in your family because you were all doing that you mean like among your friends well, or like to help me understand. Such a good question. Yeah. Well, like, I guess for me personally, like I, I was going to find out when the choir auditions were cause I you wanted to do it. about it. Yes. Cool. And so, but like we, because my family would take an, any opportunity we could and still do to sing to people. Yeah. Um, 
it just was like like I've I'm always doing it yeah. and that's why for me personally it's always been like yeah I want to keep doing this yeah. because I loved it so much like I love performing yeah. I love music I love all that stuff so um, I want to know more about like how you realize that you love those things. So yeah. are, are, where are you in the like birth order? I'm the oldest. Okay. So that's, that's yeah. different. Cause like, you know, you're saying the Von Trapps. I'm like, are you Liesl or are <laughs> yeah. you like, yeah, I'm Greta. the one that sings you Greta? are 16. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> or Greta's so. the Gretel, the baby Gret- Greta. I think it's Greta. I haven't. Yeah. I think anyway. So. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause that would be different, right? Like, I mean, yeah. if you're the baby of a singing family, then it's like some things. So yeah. your parents are musicians, but when you mm-hmm. were little, this like singing was encouraged, but you were still like driving some of the intention. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Because I mean, we all, we all have musical bones in our family, but every, every eight, I'm an oldest of eight. So we've all got our own different talents that I've seen, but like, but we're all musical. And it it is really interesting because, you know, we have that, that one thing that's, that we do together, but it's, you know, my one brother has his thing and then my one, you know, yeah. it's, I, I don't know. So it's for interesting. you, like, can you remember, like, uh, you know, it, it, these things are tricky because like w- the, the line between like performance and like singing in the car, you know, it's mm-hmm. so fine <laughs> it's when you're such little. A fine line. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I like, you know, I, I'm so interested in like artists identities and like mm-hmm. how that sort of like. I am an artist or like, I don't know if I'm an artist, like what the origin of that is. So like, you know, for a little kid, you know, like my parents are not artists, um, but they like music as like fans, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there was always music on, there was always like singing going on in the car. It was very like disorganized, but like, it's not like I just started singing on my own. Yeah. We were all singing. Yeah. And then at some point I was like, maybe I want to, be in a children's choir you know so yeah it kind of like, like oh, that like for to you sing. too like we'll do that like I'm just trying to get an idea of like in what ways you were like yeah. steering your like how Such it went from like we're singing and playing and we're a family who sings and mm-hmm. like I really like to sing that's yeah like because because it was just it's so much of my life like it's hard to I know to define that like <laughs> hey wait what is what? yeah like I think really if I like if I'm trying to articulate it better I'm curious when you started feeling like it was yours like some kind of ownership for sure. instead like, of like the family this is just thing. A thing we do for sure yeah I think um or even just like a human's thing like yeah for sure yeah I even think that at a little age you probably don't have the idea like my family sings you just think like people sing yeah, um, that's I don't how know. I felt. Yeah, well, like just thinking back, like as far back as I can, um, I mean, my my mom tried to teach us piano lessons, but I mean, side note, I was too stubborn to listen, so it's it was like hard she was when like, "Okay, it's your mom or your grandma <laughs> or your aunt." Yeah, but um, I mean, we you know had piano lessons, and um, I I just because of how musical my parents were, like it just um. I'm just trying to think like where yeah, like it came where, from but. or like maybe even like I'm assuming you know you're singing at church mm-hmm. and like that's something that like all the children are doing but not mm-hmm. all of the children want to do like their school singing you know so like can you remember like maybe the first or or among the first of the things that you were like this is my decision like I want to be definitely doing this. definitely um elementary school choir okay the the coyote corral awesome um we were 
I remember like walking in, like I was so excited. I, um, how old were you? Like I was, it must've, well, you had to be in fourth grade. So like 10. Yeah. So yeah, around there. And I remember like being excited, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Of course. Like, but, but I remember walking into the room to audition and like my classmates were then they're like, Hey, the singer's here. Like people are already expecting me to be. Yeah. And I just like how and why rolled with it. Like how how did that happen? Like that, that comment, I don't know why it's always stuck with me all this time, but I specifically remember like, how'd you know that I was even, you know, good at this? Like you don't know how they knew. Yeah. Like what? So I just, I don't know if it just is, it shows on my face or something, but I just, I remember that. And um, we had to sing like my country tis of the year or something. And that's always the like aud- little course, audition America song. The beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And to decide if you're like a soprano or a little <laughs> alto or something. Yeah, for sure. But I think, yeah, I just like, Oh, like other people think I'm good at this too. And mm. I like to do it cause I'm here. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. just, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like an ego thing, but it was just like a, no, well, Oh yeah. Like I like recognizing totally. that this is something that I, can do totally and want to do well, it's something it's one thing i found as i've been doing this podcast I, i've done probably like i mean i think easily over 50 interviews yeah. it's hard for me to remember because i've released 42 episodes but i have like at least another 10 i think That's so awesome so so i think <laughs> i've done like uh, like easily 50 interviews yeah um and one thing i found is that i think adult artists uh have a hard time reflecting on their, their childhood and especially these kind of like validation moments. Mm -hmm. But I think we forget that like, you know, to say when you're 10 years old that someone was like, you're good at this and to be like, and so that made me want to keep doing it. That doesn't reflect poorly on you. You're 10, you know, <laughs> you're like 10 years old. Your, your ability yeah. to like, and that's why I like to ask about these things. Cause I feel yeah. like it happens in either direction. Like, you know, this is not at all the same. And I, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but like, I started doing dance when I was like six, you know, like, and it wasn't serious. It was just like, you put mm-hmm. kids in dance. Like, so yeah. again, I it's like, it wasn't something yeah, that I like chose. Something. It was just like, I'm, you're a little girl and you, you dance. You, your <laughs> yeah. family has disposable income. <laughs> there you it is. dance. There you go. Um, and I was bad at it. Like I had great rhythm, but I didn't have poise. And like, hmm. I was like, like a little rounder than the other tiny girls, which shouldn't matter, but it mattered to no. my teacher and mm. it definitely got across that's, to me. That's lame, first of all, but totally. Continue. But it was also the nineties <laughs> and things were different yeah. back then. Um, but, uh, but when I was maybe like 12, I was thinking about quitting anyway. And my teacher said like, you're not good enough to like move on with the girls that you've grown up with that are like your age group. And so you either need to quit or I'm going to put you down in like the lower group. And I was just like, screw that. And I practiced <laughs> like so hard and Aww. then like got to stay with my class and then quit immediately. Cause like I didn't, I didn't care about it. But my, yeah. my point is just like the decisions that you make with like your child brain, like they don't necessarily, but I do think that they, are part of like the backstory, you know? Def- yeah, definitely. Cause you know, like you how you of- interpret that feedback. I think that was my point. Like the way For that sure. I interpreted negative feedback, like motivated me, but you know, yeah. it could be, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter like what the particulars are, but I like to ask about like definitely how you are forming like those stories about yourself. So mm-hmm. if you had people starting to say like, this is the singer, surely like when you're little, like even just having something that you can feel like, 
oh, is this my identity? Like, yeah, a, oh, that's a I perfect guess. reason to like keep doing something when Absolutely. you're 10. Yeah. If you're 25, like go to therapy. But <laughs> like, if you're 10, yeah. then like, of course. Yeah, totally. And like, and it wasn't like, oh, they called me a singer. That must, that must be what I have to do the rest of my life. Yeah, but it was just already like, liked it. oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it definitely, it just, it helped the hype. Yeah. You know? It gave you like, like this okay. confidence. It kind of mm-hmm. made you feel, I assume like, I already like this thing. There's some evidence that like this is a place I can belong. For me. Yeah, totally. And like when I look at my other siblings and like we all did that same choir, we all did, you know, I I wouldn't say it was a family requirement, but you know, you had to do choir band. Actually, nobody. Well, one, one sister was an orchestra for a little bit, but we're mostly like choir and band. Cool. And so like, you know, you had to do like a music class. Yeah. And um, just seeing like the different talents, like we're not all just singers. Yeah. Like we, we can sing, yeah. but as far like no one, I'm the only one pursuing a music career out yeah. of all my siblings. I mean, cool. the rest of them are still in yeah. like junior high and elementary school, but you know, yeah. like yeah. I have my career that, and that's where it came from is from yeah. the childhood influence of just music all the time but I mean I've got one sister that's an esthetician and I mean she's got her other talents and my you know my one brother he's probably gonna do some gymnastics parkour thing because that's what he's really good at (laughs) he's actually that specific brother that I'm talking about Brian he's he makes me so mad because he can just pick anything up and be so good at it like he went through his magician like Chris Angel David Blaine yeah. phase oh and he's gosh. probably still good at it but he's yeah. just so mad he's so I, good every at once it. while I have a student that's like that and I'm like how come yeah, on apply yourself also like <laughs> yeah, I mean, it heck? sounds like your brother does apply himself but yeah he, just, he wants to do something Talent? he does it he's good at that's it that's why like I love asking these questions I mean I I'm a broken record about it I say it all the time but when you look at people who are adult professional artists or professional mm-hmm. creatives it's easy to make assumptions about what kind of you know pathway got them there and what mm-hmm. i found is like there's not a single common thread like, not there's, really there's no. not a single thing um which leads me to think like probably everybody like there's no if there's no specific thing that like makes us artful then like you know it i just don't know finds us somehow and it's, it's it is very interesting to yeah. hear the different stories like with people you know i've interviewed on my podcast like yeah you, I just, I don't know. You kind of expect some backstory, yeah. But it's so different, yeah. and like everyone's way of getting, and that's our broken record thing on yeah. ours is that it's just a different, a different way. Like there's, I don't know. I guess being a a, prof, a professional creative, that's you know that's the same just because that's what you are. Yeah. But the way that you get there, it's it's very interesting or to see how different it is. The way that you conceptualize like what it means to be a professional creative. Of I course. Mean, I feel like there's this, the spectrum is so broad, which like I think the thing that I've been really like thinking a lot about lately is just that if we can all do it and we're all so different then like everyone can be creative. Like certainly not everyone can be a professional creative. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants to, not everybody should, but like, (laughs) you know, if there's this much diversity in people who are doing it, then like certainly everyone is capable of, of more creativity, you know, of course. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So what, at what age did your family start performing together in like a little Von Trapp group? Um, trying to think. Was it before or after like 
this age 10 memory. oh it was after it was after, after that. that yeah because okay. we um like so we were called the eighth notes that was our name there's eight of you yes except which is funny because not all of us not all eight of us have sung together at the same time well i mean now because the youngest yeah, is old enough so little, yeah. yeah but that's the name we came up with um but before we were like you know officially like hey this is what we are now, but like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, um, well, yeah, sure. Before, before you that. like called it a thing. Right. What, how did that happen? Um, well, it's just because we would sing all the time. Like we have a family tradition to like on veterans day, go to the veterans yeah. cemetery, sing to people visiting their graves. How did that begin? Um, my mom, that's just my mom, my parents are that, very That patriotic. was happening before you, your 10 yeah. year old. I'm like, I'm thinking of that as like, I'm a also thing. trying to think yeah. of it as well. Like, so it might've been around the same time. Thing. I think so. Just because, um, that, I mean, we would definitely go do those things during the, yeah. but it maybe it was less organized. Yeah. Just, just because yeah. we would just go do that. And then I think, you know, we decided to make it an official thing because we just did it so much. Like, yeah. And then my mom is like the the biggest people person ever. And so that's probably like how we got, even got a gig at like yeah. the specific rest home. Um, just cause she talks to people. Yeah. She, she's was, like, was this a paid gig? Like that, you're, this you're, specific, like at this rest home, yeah, it was like yeah, okay. we would go every, every week and sing during their dinner hour. Like cool. we had, we had an hour show Wow, and would do it. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I feel like there's, there are things you're not telling me. I'm so trying like, to remember. Okay. Sorry. So when, when, no, it's fine. <laughs> we are like a child, Secrets. but I do think it's important. Um, cause yeah. and also like, as you're in it as a child, like you're probably thinking of it differently, but like, certainly there's some like sort of decision-making or prep that goes into putting together an hour long show. And I'm so curious, mm-hmm. like was one of your parents at the helm of that? Were my mom you... for sure. So like my dad's the manager, even did, though he's musical. Did your mom feel like she had like a, yeah. So I mean, if your dad's the manager, he's at the helm <laughs> in some ways. So like your yeah. mom's the kind of the creative director. <laughs> I'd so like, say. How, do, do you, do you have the idea that like they had a conversation that were like, Oh no. So mm-hmm. how, how did it happen? Like my, you don't, you my don't just mom. have an hour show like out of nowhere, right? Just, what do you mean? Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, well my, my dad is, even though he's musical, he doesn't sing. So like, he's a, like a jazz improv cool. pianist. That's what my dad does. And my mom's more on the classical side and singer. And so like it, it was just my mom, because she's such a good networker, like she somehow got, talked to this person yeah. who you know, or not even mean, that. Like She's home. so like, just like rehearsing. Like in the car, we'd learn. Okay, wait, it's all Th- coming this back. This is really to me. my question. Like, how did you plan it? Like, in the car, we would be. Mom was like, "Okay, we're gonna learn Barbara Ann right now," and she'd like, "Okay, like pick Rachel, a harmony. You're you're alto. I mean, that was already like I'm an alto. That's been established my whole life. And um, it's so funny. And like now that you're bringing this stuff up, stuff up now I'm like remembering. Um, but yeah, like in the car, like, Kay, she would, you know, assign parts and then yeah. we would just like have hymn books in the car. Yeah. Like, Kay, you're doing this line and things like that. And then we just learn it just because my yeah. mom loves to sing and she, that she's also very service oriented. And so yeah. that was her, that was our main way of serving people is totally. singing to them. That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, where yeah. did it, where did the motivation begin? And maybe yeah. it was kind of like several things. Like your mom wants to serve it's several things. You guys sure. love to sing. Your mom like loves hearing harmonies. She's like, I have a choir of children in yeah. the back of my <laughs> suburban or van <laughs> yeah, or like exactly. whatever it was. And mm-hmm. so she's like, she's probably thinking like, this will be fun. 
um i yeah let me I get everybody so. on a thing and then like wow they sound good maybe if we get a couple of songs together we can go and do this service thing is that maybe like a probably viable yeah origin story it's probably more like <laughs> yeah i think it was like i've got all these kids that sing great together like we have all four parts covered um i'm gonna go to this place i want to sing at this place i'm gonna talk to that person yeah. and get us a gig there instead yeah. of like i mean i'd have to ask her for sure to yeah. see how we got that specific well, one I but just want your perspective on it like even if it's kind <laughs> yeah. of wrong you know like yeah it's what's like the story that's, that's what i remember is like because because my mom is always like she'll go right up to people yeah. like she she makes friends the craziest ways because she's such a public like not public She's such just like an extrovert, an or, extrovert. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, she'll, she'll walk right up to somebody and say, Hey, can we do this? And yeah. they'll be like, yeah. So how did, do you, that, from your memory? Mm-hmm. And again, like, yeah, if you need to like fact check later, like I don't really <laughs> Mom, care. I, I want to know totally like what you thing. remember, but like, yeah. do you, what do you remember about like going from it being service to be it being like at, getting money? Cause that also is like, that's, mm-hmm. that's just not something that like, happens you know (laughs) like i mean unless someone's just like do you want to be paid and she's like okay but like i mean probably what Mm. what what do you feel like the narrative that you understood was Mm -hmm. from going into like this is now it's like work even if it's like fun work yeah it was there's a level of like we do on a friday like yeah we must want to remember to you to get money though you know like that does yeah i'm trying to remember how that happened but um or like how aware were you i mean i'm just i'm just yeah. thinking if i was like a pretty little kid <laughs> and i was getting paid to sing uh-huh. i would have felt something about that like i yeah. don't know that i would have felt like i'm a professional but no. i definitely would have felt it definitely would have affected how i thought about the viability of a career in music yeah and that's the interesting thing because like even now in my old age like <laughs> i even i don't know just i didn't really recognize until later yeah I mean obviously not like a month ago but like yeah later later, later in life after yeah. we're you know have it's been a while since we did the gigs because I mean once we moved up here to Utah that's when we like we Where didn't really do any before Vegas okay so um maybe it's also just like culturally like it's such a show like a <laughs> maybe you know, I'm just trying to get an yeah, idea like we weren't trying to get a red- residency or anything yeah. but um but we, what it meant to you to be making money. I don't think I even knew that I was making money at the time. It was just okay. like, because we were always singing to people. It was like, hey, we're going to, we're just going to go to this rest home and then this rest home. Like just singing. And then one time we did um, like a Christmas party. My mom made us like caroling outfits. Yeah. That was my next question. What did she spend the money on? Was yeah. it costumes? I just, it was <laughs> just a, just a side hustle, you know, yeah. like you got eight kids, like yeah. very helpful. But did it, but, so it was a side hustle for her. Like, I, I don't, I'd and I don't mean so. that in a weird way. I'm oh, just no, no, trying no. to like, yeah. Like just yeah. because my mom, like it's always been her dream to have a children's choir. Okay. And I mean, like she eventually did get that actual dream, but we were basically a children's choir with how many of us there totally. were. And so, like that's just always a dream of hers to to just to go places and to sing, perform. And um we I mean, what were we gonna do? Go home and read a book? Like we were yeah, on she board because I mean, it was like she's giving you like <laughs> these great experiences. Yeah. Okay, so you weren't really like aware of the money. No, I don't so think that, so. That and wasn't if, affecting even your, if I was, like, no, even if I was, I was just like I was just a cool fact, I guess. Like, yeah. oh, cool. We got it was money incidental for this. to you. Because I don't even remember how much we got paid either. I just remember that it was, they were paying us to do it. Cool. And that's why 
we made it good um or at least tried to because it it motivated you yeah because like with with the way that it worked was like my mom would talk to somebody hey come let us sing for you and then it was probably like a oh all right yeah we'll pay you to do it cool like she wasn't i don't think she was trying to get like sure you know sure 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 but well i think what i'm wondering more is like if that started affecting like here's maybe really what i'm wondering (laughs) did you start to feel like you were seeing yourself as like a professional, like did, cause I, that, mm-hmm. I think that's what I mean. Like the money, I think when I was little made, maybe would have made me think like, Oh, if we're getting paid, we need to work harder. Like, I think it yeah, would have kind of started to that. like structure no. my brain in like this, you know, yeah. pre-professional way, but you for weren't sure. thinking about well, it. Well, like I mean, that. we were told at one time, like we, we sang for um, this professor at BYU one time and he was like, yeah, you're ready to go pro, you know? And I was what, like, what, what did that you mean? think? Yeah, what did you think that meant? I just and thought how old were you really when good. That happened? I think that was like junior high. So, okay, so maybe like a couple of years after that kind yeah. of initial. Okay, yeah. so now outside of, outside of the eighth notes, mm-hmm. what kind of was going on in your like personal musical development or just... Mm-hmm artistic development like so at the time of all this happening of like going from just singing to then actually like doing it as the eighth notes like I it was just a hobby for me like I really enjoyed it my you know growing up your your career idea changes like 10 times and so you know going from a wanting to be a vet to an archaeologist like I never really considered when Jurassic Park came out everyone in our age group I, wanted to be an archaeologist was, or a paleontologist and I never even actually <laughs> have seen all the movies I would sneak and watch my dad watching it and then I'd get nightmares so oh, jokes God. on me but like I don't know you know just like I I never you were dreaming wanted to be yeah. um like a like a words musician musician that's the word yeah I never wanted to be a musician as a career just because I was like I just I do this anyway like and I really enjoy it so that's my hobby sure and so um it wasn't even until after I'd graduated from high school okay when I was like well let me back up just because I know it's so hard to reflect on it I find so many things I find that so many people that I interview like really just haven't thought about it like as I'm interviewing them they're like yeah no Which is why I think like, no, as an adult, like, I mean, I think the way that we talk to other professionals, younger professionals, mm-hmm. non-creatives, um, can be really misleading. And it's not like on purpose always. It's just no. like, I don't know how it's like, I, it's how so I get easy. Here? Yeah. Well, and then like the easy thing for you in particular to say is like, I, I, we had the Von traps, but yeah. it's like, but what was, how, what did that mean? That come yeah, from? totally. And it's, it's good to think about it too, just because, because it's just so. Yeah. Much well, of, maybe I'll ask you know? like uh, something more specific mm-hmm. in, in that age, like, you know, when, you so you guys when you got that comment that you like could go pro like i'm I'm, the fact that you remember that means it's like yeah and now that i'm like digging deep down like oh yeah yeah, oh that that happened too it's like around that time maybe i want to ask like even if you weren't thinking about music as a profession or like a Mm -hmm. career what did it mean to you at that point in terms of like your identity or like just who who you are i think it just it just solidified like I'm good at this or not just I but I mean yeah me but my family like oh 
if we're being told that we're yeah. that we could go professional that must be we're yeah. pretty good then that's what did you it know? feel like was it something that you felt like possessive about like i don't know how to ask these words but you know again like i think i get what you're saying yeah especially I think, if you're 12 like i'm trying to get an <laughs> like, idea like were you say? protective of it like was mm. it inspiring to you or did you feel like you know what i mean like how was it sitting on your for me it just i guess just through all of it it just what what comes to my brain is that it just makes sense because it gave you like some purpose yeah like i mean i have other hobbies and talents but like as far as music just um it just yeah like it it was a no-brainer like okay i mean that sounds like super you know it's not an ego thing like i mentioned like i said like when you're 12 it just you don't need to apologize for it like your brain is so like mushy at that time in your life like even if you were like it gave me all of my meaning like no one (laughs) now is gonna be like you know wow but i mean i really think like I like to go chronologically because Mm -hmm. I think like your brain development and your social development and the way that those things inter interact and like intersect with these crucial kind of memories that you have, or like people giving you positive feedback, people giving you negative feedback, Mm -hmm. those stories matter. And I think they might help us like, you know, totally make some theories about like what, how we can help like people stay creative for sure. Yeah. Because not well not everybody grows up being just obsessed with performance and music and everything and you know some people don't um really realize that they're into it until you know like later their adulthood super into it but it's very unhealthy and then like maybe later or or later they have to figure it out you know yeah totally like i went to you know i have a master's degree from a really good music school and i know a lot of people that like went there you know, because it was like kind of one of the better schools in the country, a lot of people who end up there are people who like were very, very excellent in their state, you know? Mm. And, it, you know, I, I know a lot of people not, who now, you know, if they're still doing music, they've really had to work to like separate their self-worth, you know? So like they're practicing all the time and being like totally excellent, but none of it mm-hmm. is like healthy yeah (laughs) you know so that's why i'm asking like when you were when you were like at that age um like i i'm just trying to get an idea like maybe i can just ask like a simple yes or no like do you feel like (laughs) there were any kind of like unhealthy like meanings that you put around it no and then okay so no (laughs) on that on that (laughs) and then like what kinds of like good meanings was it like giving you or were you just kind of like not thinking about it I, I don't think I was thinking about it as much at the time, but I mean, looking back on it, like it definitely was a self-worth thing just because for, I mean, my whole life, I've always known that music's the one thing that I'm good at. I was a terrible student, even through college, yeah. like just school was not my thing. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of insecurities that I have felt in my life about things but music's always the one thing that i have felt i can rely on as something that's good that's a positive right yeah totally positive if so maybe like you were starting to form and like if i'm projecting on you just tell me i'm I'm wrong but like maybe you were starting to form an idea that like music is a place i'm safe music is a place my insecurity doesn't need to like live yeah i i just um it was definitely something i could rely on of like um say that thing one more time like my brain like maybe like music is a place that I'm, that I'm safe, that my insecurities don't need to be part of it. 
yeah like music is always going to be a place i feel good there's always insecurities with everything i think you could there's always a place to pinpoint things but but with music like it was definitely a safe like a safe place yeah you know just because of I mean, there's so many reasons, of course, which is what but, everyone gets out of music. But I mean, I don't think so. Like, really? Cause I'm one, I think I'm one of those people that are like, I never felt safe, you know? Mm. Um, oh yeah. Like, and that makes sense. Yeah. That's why I like yeah. to ask about it. Cause I think it's something we can take for granted. Like, well, of course, like everybody, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, totally. I think for me, like when I was a child, I, in some ways I felt very safe in creativity because it was something that my parents, like I've said this a million times, but like this is something my parents didn't do and that they couldn't really touch. My parents were like pretty abusive people, pretty like emotionally abusive people. Um, mm. And so I think part of my like creative backstory of like how I got to be a creative was like, they just didn't know enough about that to hurt it. But mm, I, wow. my self-worth was so fragile as a tiny child that like, as much as like music and kind of creativity in general was like safer, like just my, I, my like mind wasn't safe, you know? Like, so right. I was very like, I had a lot of this kind of like imposter syndrome kind of stuff as like a small kid, like, Oh man, probably I won't be allowed to keep, you know, to be in the play or like, yeah. oh. I had a lot of jealousy issues that I think like, again, I think a lot of adults would have a hard time talking about that because they're like, like, I'm not jealous now of people. Yeah, but when I was but little, yeah, just, the way that I, I mean, I was jealous because I felt like I wasn't good enough, you know? For so sure. Yeah. That's why I like to just ask, like, what was your relationship with music? Like, what did it mean to you? Like, how yeah. did it? And then you said you had like other hobbies. So like, what other, what other stuff were you doing? Um, I like to paint, you know, like my, my grandpa would teach me watercolor, yeah. things like that. Like, um, volleyball, I'd always be way into that, you, you know, just, just like yeah. random things. But, um, I, I never felt like I needed a break from it. You know, like I didn't rely on those other hobbies because like, I'm so sick of singing right now or, you know, I, it just was, you were just being creative. I'm just a very just artistic person. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I've definitely focused on music more just because of how obsessed I am with it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's also felt good to have other hobbies too. And I mean, like, I feel like anybody, like it feels good to be good at things and to have that. And so, um, I've, I mean, even like, even with just the music thing, like I'm better at singing than I am with playing the flute. And so, but that, that comparison has not ever felt like it's not, it hasn't affected what I, Sure. Think about music. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So maybe, um, now let's talk about like, so I, I get really interested in like this period of time between mm-hmm. when you're like 12, 13 and when you're like 18. Yeah. For a lot of people, I think this is a period of time where suddenly you, you kind of make a transition from like playing, like mm-hmm. you maybe are doing music or painting because it's fun. Like it, it gives you like it just makes you feel good mm-hmm. or like it, you know, it's a reliable, um, um, like source of some praise, like in not yeah. in a gross way, but just like, <laughs> you know, when you're yeah. a little kid, like that's a perfectly like for sure reasonable, yeah. like reason to want to like draw something and be like, look, mom, or I like, this. look teacher or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when you get a little bit older, you maybe kind of start going like, well, maybe I can really be good at this. And maybe your practice starts kind of, mm-hmm 
it's not that it needs to get negative, but like it just gets maybe a little more structured or a little more serious. Yeah. Because I mean, with how school works, you kind of have to be like, yeah, Hey, you just, you're you ready for do? it. Like developmentally, yeah. like yeah. you can't, I mean, you can, <laughs> but it's much harder to get really serious when you're little. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's not that common. I think I, yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, for me, I don't think I really considered music as a career option at all until probably high school. But my whole high school career was just like this kind of this battle of like, well, I want to do music, but it seems like there's only two options. What and two options did you think you for me? It was either of. music teacher or famous singer. Yeah, you know, same. famous whatever pop star. Which like I never <laughs> wanted that. I mean, I always thought like that's something that I would hate. I think, um, or like you teach choir in high schools. Yeah, or be the band. Like for me, I would have been a band teacher. Yeah, band or, but, you know, you play either way. Flute and tenor yeah, sax. Okay, cool. Well, we're gonna not. We're not gonna talk about the oboe because that was okay. a mistake. <laughs> I taught myself the double reads. If you're listening are, uh... and want to learn the oboe, please do not <laughs> teach yourself. Oh man, but yeah. So like, you, I yes. still play tenor sax and flute. It so. was so sorry. It was a battle between I oh, want to do. I totally yeah. Either well, you. either oh, that's good. I either taught or either was, teach yeah. band or try to be a famous performer. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I just don't, don't really want to do either, either of those, those things. Yeah. And ironically, I remember sitting in, um, you know, in band class and just thinking, man, I could never be a composer. That's just that sounds so hard, so stressful. I had similar thoughts. Yeah, and it's um. It was during what was making me think that was um, our band teacher would have us like after marching band season, which marching bands. I've never been in one, but I did. I have a jazz studies degree. So I heard a lot of my band friends talk about their marching band. Yeah, I I'm still a big fan. I like I look back. My dad asked me the other day, like, do you do you miss it at all? I'm like there's parts that I miss, of course, like the fun parts, but it's hard work and it it must feel big. It, yeah. I mean, I went to Davis high school and we've got one of the, the, one of the two biggest marching bands in the whole state of Utah. So. Cool. <laughs> Go darts. But anyway, I was like, after, anyway, where's I even going with that? Um, I think we were marching talking band, about like after marching band. Yeah. How, how you started has to get us more serious. Do, yes. He has us do like music theory stuff just cause he's like, sure. if you're going to pursue music, you need to know this stuff. That's great. And I was just like, all this stuff was just so hard for me to understand. Like, I'm not even going to go there with what specifics, just music theory in general, not my favorite. Yeah. And so I was sitting there in my chair, just like, I could never like write music as a profession. Like, cause I, um, all throughout, you know, elementary school up to high school, like film scores, that's, that's music I listened to. Yeah. Like I was not I the radio person. Like that's what I would listen to. And cool. Josh Groban, you know, <laughs> had to mention him anyway like film score like I I knew who composers were and I think like just so in love with their music and like wow I could never do that that sounds so hard and then it seems like magic if you don't know like how how, you listen to stuff you don't understand theory composition seems like it it feels like the equivalent of like a great author just like freestyling a whole yeah, book. Like how do you just, if you don't understand that? structure, it just seems like a no. magic trick. It, I know. And even still, it still seems like a magic trick. Like how do you sound so good? But anyway, so there's, that's, that was the, you know, the conflict in my brain yeah. of just like, so well, you, what am I supposed to do? I want to do music. Yeah. But so you were thinking about a career in music. You just didn't think you point, could do it. Yeah. Like I was, I was, 
you know, just, just trying to think like, well, what else can I do just because I, I love music so much, but I don't want to just do those two things. Like I, I mean, I could, but yeah, but it just felt like it wasn't like music was off the table. It was just like, I can't see a path forward here. Yeah. And then, you know, I, um, this, this journey has been a roller coaster, but I, I almost didn't even go to college at all just because I was like, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. And then I talked to, um, one of the professors at the college I went to and like, just thinking about everything. Like I, I decided at that point that I was going to go to college and, um, I just was talking to him. I told him that same thing. I was just like, I want a music career. I just can't figure out what, like what to even do in music. And then that's when he brought up to me, um, what I'm currently pursuing now, which is, you know, he's like video game compositions, a big, it's a rising career right now. And, and I was like, Oh, that sounds so hard. But like, but I mean, actually just bringing up video game music, I was like, that's a thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, that's crazy. Yeah. So you were like 17, 18 history. during that time? That was, no, I was like 19. Older. Yeah. Okay. So in between like, so during those like teenage years, can you give me an idea of like how your skill level changed? Um, or like, good question. You know, I, I'm, I'm imagining if you're talking with a, a future professor and he's telling you like, well, video game composition, certainly you had like written something oh yeah I mean I'd been writing like little songs in in high school and stuff and so how did you start doing that (laughs) well um I think one of the first things I wrote was our little eighth notes intro song like we all wrote that together but yeah I just had our our little notebook did that was that intimidating for you like did that feel difficult or you're just like this is just a thing that I can do just a thing like I thought it was fun you know just a fun thing at the time. And then, I mean, I, I had written in high school, like I'd started to do piano compositions and, you know, do talent shows or whatever. But like, how did that feel? I mean, I liked it. It was just like, I, I liked sitting there and trying to figure stuff out. But, but then, I mean, at the same time, just being like doing this as a job would be like crazy. Yeah. But But you, were you thinking of yourself as a songwriter? I don't think so at the time. I just, I would just, you know, figure something out, just a little chord or something and like how it sounded and then just add to it. Yeah. Um, with, I mean, there's two, two songs in mind that, I mean, I wrote, I think, I don't know. I didn't write all the time. It was just two piano things that I remember that I was just like, well, I can play the piano and this is, it was a hobby at the time. Like yeah. I didn't think like, Hey, I could actually do this. Well, even like, even not, not thinking of it that way, but like, I mean, I think if you just like casually as like a 15 year old, like <laughs> said to like your friend or someone, like I write songs, certainly like there would have been people that would have been like, really? Like how? <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I can't you, remember those moments. That just didn't, it just wasn't like, no. Cause the people that I would tell, I mean, they'd already know like, well, yeah, yeah we've heard it. <laughs> well, not yeah. like that, but were you just, performing like by yourself? Were you performing like voice and piano? Not as much. Cause you, I, I like, I was much more comfortable singing in choirs, like not, not okay. solo at all. Like the, there's so, a reason why most of my stuff I've written was just piano stuff and right. not like singing oh, with see. it. Okay. Just cause I don't know. I, I mean, it's very fair. 
Yeah. So, okay. So by the time you had this meeting when you were like 19, 20, mm-hmm. um, like what were you capable of doing? Like how, what, what were you, what kind of skills did you have? <laughs> um, well I had, I had my vocal stuff. I had you piano. You felt pretty confident about singing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like I auditioned for the choir that same semester. Like that was, that was Where a no brainer. Where did you go to school? Um, Salt Lake Community College. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I um, just met their new um, choral guy this morning. Oh, you did? Juan Pereira. Yeah, he's so awesome. Yeah. I wasn't in choir when he was there because I... Yeah. He's brand new. Well, I'm he's on the ACDA board for oh, Utah. We had like a meeting this morning. So what? Yeah, I like him a lot. Like I, I've met him just because I have friends who are still in the choir and he's, cool. he seems like an he awesome really nice. Yeah, for sure. Shout I'm not just Juan. saying Welcome that. Welcome to Utah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but like... So you were singing a, a lot. You felt comfortable with singing, but you weren't singing as a soloist. No. So I would say that's also like when you said before, like even in music, there's like singing and flute. And then I'm like, even in singing, there's like... Even in singing. Yeah, because I mean, it's like... Getting a getting a Choral solo singing and solo singing are like, totally different, and then like per the genre, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. okay, so you felt very comfortable in terms of like I'm 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 guessing side singing. You sing in pitch. You have like fairly good control over your range. But yeah. my guess is like maybe you weren't that confident about like style. Probably just because because I have my like personal music preferences. I guess of what yeah. I like to listen to. It's like, well. And even now, like when I, when you try to pinpoint like what kind of music I write, I, I still don't really know. Yeah. I just write it. <laughs> well, I'm talking about singing. Well, what, yeah. or I even like just think, cause I sing now, like yeah. solo and like write songs to sing. But sure. even then it's like, I don't know what, okay, what genre that is, yeah. but it's, I think I meant like soloistic styling, like, cause oh, I feel like that, singing yeah, in, a, too. in a choir, yeah. you're supposed to blend. And when you're singing by yourself, you're yeah you need to be like, like more interesting i feel like i've always struggled with that yeah, just it's because hard. i'm so used to singing with I other people fully relate to that because like most of the singing i did before i went to college was in a group too and i loved that and felt very safe and mm-hmm. very like um wholesome about it like mm-hmm. it just felt i felt all of the joy and none of the fear like That's all good. of the things i loved about music i could easily feel in a choir and the things that were scary like Mm-hmm. you know they weren't there in a choir um you know <laughs> yeah uh so okay so you're 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 a great choral singer you're a p- good pianist a great pianist like yeah. were you a good enough pianist that you c- ever thought about doing like concert piano no I felt like I don't know I I didn't do piano lessons my whole yeah like school career um because we we stopped at like Definitely before yeah. high but you school. you felt like comfortable with the instrument. Yeah. It's just totally the whole reading music thing too. is why I didn't think I could be like a concert pianist mm. because sight reading is well, just a scary like, thing. Concert piano is just like, it's next level. It is. I mean, yeah, really like it's hardcore. It's <laughs> freaking hardcore. Yeah. Um, you can be like a, a really fantastic pianist and like not even be anywhere no. close to being able to like make it through that degree yeah. <laughs> depending on the school but yeah, yeah. so there's so, no way I could do that and then you were doing some composition were you doing any like orchestration at this point and like I mean that very loosely like you know were mm. you writing parts or were you when you were Just writing piano. songs it was like a melody and chords 
just yeah just that because i mean like and sometimes i'd add vertical instrumentation no oh okay. no i didn't yeah. learn any of that that's what i meant I by just orchestration like, like just I gotcha. arranging yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. composition that no. goes beyond like a solo instrument no yeah okay. it's just piano because that's what i knew like i didn't think of adding flute or you know think instruments that i already knew even except like for, for video games like even if you're doing it all on the computer it's still like you're yeah. writing parts you yeah know? and that's that's all stuff that i learned at slick just because okay. i i walked into that program just just with my own like my little way i like to play piano and things like that yeah. like i i'm definitely like a by ear type of musician like i can read music and stuff and even you know you always yeah. improve things but i um yeah i had no idea what to expect yeah. walking into that just because i was um i just i had i don't know just my style and of things how many years ago did you start that program oh that was like I just want to have five like, years ago. Okay. Okay. So it's still like five or four. Yeah. Cool. Five, not five or not four. What five. is happening? Five years ago. Cool. That's when I started the program and got on that roller coaster of yeah. college. Really like digging into like, like committing to music as a profession. Yeah. Oh, let's like switch gears a little bit. Um, your podcast is called create loud. Mm -hmm. Um, can we just talk about like creativity and like, Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm assuming that like you have thought a lot more about creativity like now than you had at that point. Definitely. So I think yeah. like maybe I'd like to kind of know like the story of like, I don't, let's not talk right now about the story of the podcast, yeah. but maybe just the story of like, how you started thinking about creativity in a different way and like what that means to you definitely in the last five years. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing that I'm the most interested in. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in like artists and like our particular mediums, but like the thing that I'm yeah. really interested in is like, what is creativity in your life? Yeah. And, so and what is create? What do you think it like is about? What does it mean? Why does it does matter? It yeah. I think for me, where at least where I was at the point of starting it was I starting school. Yeah. Okay. Starting school, starting like being, I guess we're being, being more, um, I guess aware of creativity and all of its variations yeah. and stuff. It just like, like you were very creative before then, but just maybe which influenced not it? making like decisions about it. It no. was just kind of like, it, yeah, you that's... were floating around being creative and not like having a strategy. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. floating around is a good way to put it. Cause it was just like, that's, that's just what I was doing. But, um, yeah. I, I just remember, um, just, I, like I mentioned, like I had a really hard time in school. And so college was even worse just because yeah. I, I had such a hard time with it just with, um, I mean, with the learning things, like, I mean, it's a whole other story, I think, but, um, I wanted, I needed motivation, yeah. I guess. And, and then just like with that motivation and just trying to keep myself in the game because I knew like at that point I knew I'm doing this. This is what I'm supposed to do. I just have to do it. And it's just, you know, getting through the hard thing. And that's, that's when I just started realizing that like, you know, there's so many other professional creatives out there that probably are in that same boat of just like, this is hard. Like, how yeah. do I stay doing this when I know that I'm passionate about it and I know that it's like my life calling you know yeah. and that's just like 
<laughs> that's I guess that's just where it came from of just like you wanted to feel camaraderie and like yeah, support because there is a community out there and it's just like a matter of of realizing it and then informing it too yeah. just because you know wherever you're at um you said it, it's my calling in life and I'm, I'm sure you're like like a like a smidge kidding about like that exact phrasing <laughs> yeah, yeah but for like sure. for real though like do you feel like creativity is something that like some people just are supposed to do like what do you what do you think about like creativity in a meta kind of way um I think I think it's a necessary thing and whether you decide that it's what you want to eat, sleep, breathe, think about yeah. is that that's up to you, I guess. But I, I guess just the, the way that I figured it um, would be a good answer to the question is just like, I, I guess that would just be repeating myself, but um, yeah, it's just a matter of deciding whether or not yeah. how, how you want to use it. Like everybody's yeah. creative somehow. Yeah. You Whether don't think it's, that like it some have people, to be musical or artistic. I definitely agree with that too. Like, I mean, I know it's like verbiage that a lot of us say. Mm -hmm. I know when I say things like, I knew it was what I was supposed to do. I don't mean that in like, like when I say that, I think I say it because like, I just, what I really mean is like, it just felt the most right. Like yeah. it felt like the right, that's, it's, it's not yeah, more, it's not like I'm too. supposed to. No. Um, Cause I could be. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I can't think of anything, but you well, know, sure, like I, I know there's other careers that I know I would be terrible at like accounting. No yeah. way. I'm bad at math. Well, and I do think like, you know, like you said before, there are so many different ways to be creative. You can mm -hmm. be creative in a lot of different professions. So maybe it's less about like you and more like, you know, like maybe you don't have to be thinking like, well, I could have done these other things. Like maybe that's not the point, but more just like no. you picked this because it just, it made the most sense yeah. for like your experience, your skill set, your interests. Um, so I, yeah, I really, I want to dig, I want to dig deeper <laughs> into like what you think about creativity. Like mm -hmm. why do you think it matters? Like, what does it mean to you? What does it do for you? Well, for me, it's, it's so fulfilling for me. And that's why I'm so passionate about continuing to do it, even though it's hard sometimes, but also promoting the message of everybody needing creativity in their life, whatever they decide that it is. Yeah. Just because there's, there's so much to get out of feeling fulfilled in your life, yeah. you know, and, and there's, you know, that's when you decide whatever that is that you feel fulfilled by doing that. Yeah. Like for me, it's continuing music stuff. Yeah. But like that's, it's just such a necessary thing because I mean, you can even, well, you can even count it as like your self care or something like totally. whatever you feel is yeah. doing good for you like that. That's why I'm just super passionate about telling people to be creative yeah. because there's, you know, it's getting the most or trying to make the most out of your life that you have, you yeah. know, like it's not just about going to work, making money, going home, totally. eating dinner. That's it. I think so too. And I, I also think like when, when we say, like when I say creativity and when artists say creativity, I think a lot of people think we mean art, like mm -hmm. making oh, art. For, yeah. And like, like that's, that's 100% like people. not what I mean, but I also <laughs> yeah. feel like art is extremely flexible as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you can be like a very artful person who like never 
makes anything. Um, you know, like I think plenty of people just have like artful minds and like the way that they think and the way that they like, you know, have ideas and the way that they communicate their ideas is, is art. You know, I I tend to have like like a totally broad definition of art and of creativity. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, I think I just wanted to ask you those kind of open-ended questions in case there's like certain things that you're like, here's my thing. Like this is what I want to talk about. This is like the soapbox that I want to get on, (laughs) but it seems like maybe there's not. So, um, so it started out for you, like thinking harder about creativity. It started out as being like, I need to find my people. Like I need to find people who are also feeling like, so that in that way Mm -hmm. you're talking kind of specifically about people who are putting their professional success, like in the box with their creativity yeah that's yeah i'd say so um i mean when i when i think of creativity i mean because of my influence like it does it is more of the the art side but like like what you were saying like a way of um it is a way of communicating ideas and that's i think that's just a really a great way of going about it just because um there's there's so many great ideas out yeah. there yeah and if you don't share them it's well and furthermore what, like this, i mean i'm i i am such a broken record about this but like people are people are people deserve your creative curiosity and I mean like individuals and I also mean like groups of people, like systems of people, like mm-hmm. the way that society works, you know, the the interplay between like art and culture, you know, culture that like sometimes we say culture, we just mean art, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. art and culture and like the way people behave and like social trends. I just feel like creativity is like all around all of that or it's not at all, you know, like like I think sometimes things happen because like people just do not have the patience or the curiosity or the creativity to think like, what else could this be? Like, what could that person mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what might this, what might be another explanation for like, you know, and for those of us that are, that are professional creatives, sometimes that's like kind of going like, oh, well, I don't need to be threatened by Ariana Grande because she's just doing something that's so different from what I'm doing. Or like, you know, there's maybe this kind of, we can apply our creative thinking to how we think about like our own worth and how we think about our own motivation and our own success. So, I mean, I think you said that at at the beginning of this portion, like you needed Mm -hmm. motivation. Mm -hmm. And like part of that motivation was coming from like finding other people who had similar struggles yeah and not not well I didn't realize that it was even possible at the time you know because I mean a lot of times and I don't know maybe this is just me but when you're going through something you feel like I'm the only person in the world that knows what's going on totally and there's there's a lot of um I guess comfort and peace of mind that comes from knowing like not only do people other people understand exactly what you're going through but they're they're here to help you get through yeah. it. What and were you going through? Like, I mean, I know you said school was hard, but can you yeah. be more like, um, like maybe, I, I tend to believe that like our experiences are totally diverse, but our emotions are really similar. Yeah, so like in that. terms of like what you are dealing with, 
Like, oh man. <laughs> what, what, what were the names of those things? Well, I think the biggest name is imposter syndrome because I just was like, what am I doing? Like you'd listen to other people's stuff and like the more people I'd meet in my industry, it was just like, like, I'm not up to their standard. Like, what am I doing? You know? And like heart school was so hard being, I mean, like I mentioned, like just assignments and like, I'm not going to tell you how many times I had to take English. Yeah, Yeah. Like it was just, it was hard for me, but it, and the frustration, part of the frustration was just that like, like I have this thing that I wanted to achieve, but I'm not getting there. And so it's like, well, then why am I even doing it? Yeah. Things like that. And so, uh, that's just, did you start the podcast back then? It was, it was a little bit after, like I was, that thought was the beginning I, I think of it. I was halfway. Yeah. Just because, I mean, that's part of why I didn't want to go to college in the first yeah. place is because I barely graduated high yeah. school. And that, I mean, it wasn't just that. That's a whole other story too, but I mean, um, you can include like I, I'm, I'm here for your story, we'll so forever. whatever. Okay, just kidding. No, I mean like credits didn't transfer from when I moved, and then like They're I just like logistical frustrations, super dumb. Yeah. yeah. So there was that though, but like the experience of like or the thought of almost not graduating high school is just like really overwhelming. And then I did it. Super proud of myself. But then, you know, like, I'm not going to go to college because, like, it's going to be even worse. And I know there's a a fear, I guess, but I just didn't see myself going. Like, I didn't think that was, you know, what was in the cards for me. Yeah. So um, eventually, like, I mean, my husband was a huge motivator to even go just because, like, there is value in going to college. did you get married? I was um, 19 when we were married. So it'll be six years in May, actually. So, but yeah, like... He, he was just, you know, super supportive, always has been about, you know, like this ex- encouraging the good things, um, about things that can yeah. be scary, you know? So going to college yeah. was a big thing. So, um, can you connect like this thought of like, I, in order to get motivated, I need to like find camaraderie to like starting your podcast, just like draw me a dotted line between those things. <laughs> well, the, the podcast started because I, I heard about podcasts. I mean, I've listened to some podcasts and was like, if I were to start a podcast, what would I even talk about? And then my co-host was like, well, you are super musical. So what about that? What does he do specifically? He's also a composer and audio genius. So so you guys are both musicians. Yeah. How did you decide to do a podcast that wasn't just about music? (laughs) That's very hard. Well, so from there, I mean, we, we started talking about, you know, things and we, we thought that music might've been too small of a niche. And so we wanted to just kind of like open up that umbrella a little bit of like just creatives because I have, um, because of that whole motivation thing of like, I want to help other people realize that they can totally do what they want to do. And because we were both, you know, composers, things like that was like, all right, well, yeah, yeah, let's talk about different art, artistic people or not artistic people i guess that's what you put it but yeah but artists yeah creatives yeah, yeah. Pro- and professional so, creatives yeah um so the main like uh goal is to like was to motivate creatives yeah i just inspire and just talk about different things that you know that we face as professional creatives and just yeah. like talking to other people like our podcast is what we want it to be is like just yeah motivation i mean now like since then we've kind of like re 
refocus to just following whatever your dream is. Doesn't have to be creative or artistic Mm -hmm. at all. Just like you got a dream, you want to follow it. We're going to help you realistically follow that. So So do you feel like, I mean, the podcast is called create loud. mm -hmm. Um, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot. I just, I'm like (laughs) genuinely curious. So the podcast is called create loud, but it's maybe like the, the feeling about it for you guys is about like, like a bravery is is that i mean like is the loud maybe like yeah more of definitely a thing than bravery the, for like sure following your dreams like so i mean what what else what does like create loud like and like again i know i don't i'm not i don't want you to give me like the mission statement answer <laughs> like and especially because like i totally understand that these things like evolve like mm-hmm. it starts in one place it's a slightly different thing like it has the same name maybe but like um the thing that you get, am I, am I right that like the thing you get lit up by Mm -hmm. is like encouraging people to like do their thing? Yeah, definitely. Just because, you know, I, even, even with the struggle of school, like I just have felt so much encouragement from the community that I found with my industry now that like, you know, that's such a great feeling. Like I want to help other people realize that too, just because like the support that I have, had this whole time like I, I feel like everybody needs that and so yeah. I mean some people don't and it makes yeah. it hard for them to pursue you mean, like support things. from family friends family yeah and also just my community like of I mean, the game audio community is super supportive from, yeah. from my experience all right do you feel like are you talking about like in Utah or like broad like yeah. the the whole how enchilada. did you start to feel part of that community just I I network all the time and you're so, like your mom i am that's right, where yeah. i get it from apparently so <laughs> i was <yeah>. paying attention <laughs> <laughs> that's good um yeah i mean that's that's definitely where i get that from but so you you just i mean i just, just i want to get an idea of your mind yeah. like so you maybe like you are aware of someone and you just reach out and say like i'm curious about you what's so funny is like i'm definitely a combination of my parents so because my mom and my dad are like, as far as socially, they're opposite. Like my yeah. dad's super chill, super mellow. And he's, he'll talk to people, of course, but he, he's not going to, you know, put himself out there like my mom does. Like my yeah. mom is seriously like, <laughs> she's yeah. so So how do you do it? Like what's your, For what's me, your approach? I, I just kind of force myself to talk to people because I like socially, I felt like more like my dad where it's like, yeah. I mean, in high school, I've come a long way because yeah. I would not look people in the eye. I was just like, so shy. Yeah. Well, I think I'm wondering more like, how do you decide who to talk to? Yeah. Well, for that, like just being in, you know, putting myself in situations where I have to talk to people. So like when I decided that like, okay, video game music, that's what I'm going to do then. And like I went the I went with our one of our school clubs they were going to one of the conferences um in LA and so like me not knowing a single thing about game audio at all went to this conference and I mean it started out with just talking to the people that my my group was talking to but Mm -hmm. then like just since then it was um I mean I've always whenever I go to some presentation like I always try to go up to the person and thank them yeah you know and so just kind of like applying that sure and that's then, what I was wondering like you're you're going to try to make connections with people who like have done or said things that you yeah are feel like yes yeah, yeah. and and for me like it's and you've um, been well received <laughs> right yeah. is I mean that's yeah. 
that's how you started feeling like a part of a community, right? Yeah, because that's the story I've, of it. I've met people, I know people, they remember me when I say hi to them at the next conference, yeah. you know? And so like, just like now networking, it's, it's literally like, I'm going to talk to that person right now, you yeah. know? And before it was just like, you know, yeah. wallflower preparing myself. Okay. Yeah. Like I know, you know, like you pinpoint who you want to talk to because they did this game or whatever and you want to ask yeah. them a question. Right. But now it's just like, I've, I've gradually learned the value of just literally talking to anybody because yeah. somebody People knows somebody, you know, somebody, yeah. yeah. Oh, that too. Even just to oh. hear a life story, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think is like the most, um, like, what do you think is like interesting about like you as a creative? Probably <laughs> the fact that I'm just so obsessed with it <laughs> that's that doesn't make sense at all but no i, just I mean think, i think like, that's a perfectly fine answer like but yeah. i do want you to like explain like yeah <laughs> i mean because the, the like my gut reaction is like i mean as a teacher like i can have students and i any any music teacher or art teacher would i know they would agree mm -hmm. um you can have students that are so talented but if they aren't obsessed, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're you're like you're just lit up like all around and kind of perpetually I'm about just it. Enthusiastic about it. So yeah. what how does that like truth um how does that like affect your identity? Like what do you what do you think? Well, such a good question. I mean, it's a weird question, but I I think I just want to know like like that's something you like about yourself, mm -hmm. right? That you're just like, you're, you're, yeah. you're it, excited. It helps me continue. Yeah. It's a resource. I mean yeah, like that absolutely. excitement and that like passion, yeah. um, it's, it's a resource. And if that's a resource that you have sort of like, um, you know, like a lot of depth for, like it's a mm -hmm. renewable resource for you. Yeah. Um, I think that is like an extremely valuable thing to say about yourself what does that mean? Like, how do you identify with it? Well, I think, um, like what stories do you tell yourself about? Like what kind of a lady <laughs> you are? <laughs> I just, I, I just hope for me, like what I want to be, you know, with, with who I am as a musician and things like that. Like I, my plan isn't to be famous. Like I, but I do want, people to know that you know I'm a person to talk to like I I want to meet there's so many great people like we talked about that are you know in whatever industry we're in and everyone's got a story hearing that story is awesome and I just want like with with how I view myself as like you know a, a, a good person to talk to or ask questions like I'm not an expert of course but you're, but you're probably well connected by yeah. now, with yeah. all the situations I've put yeah. myself in, like, I mean, networking is one of the, the biggest things that I've, um, yeah. like, given advice about because, like, you know, it's that dang imposter syndrome makes sometimes makes me feel like, well, who am I to give advice, which yeah. I'm over it. But, but I yeah, mean, like, I, people ahead, ask, sorry. oh, sorry, I'm no, like just, excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, we could, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I actually, like, you, you connected those dots just now, but, like, I love this idea that like you felt imposter syndrome and that was like the main thing you were fighting against. And like whether or not you did this like totally consciously, you have acquired like this skill that that because you're well connected, because you know all of these people, 
whether or not you still feel that imposter syndrome, like mm-hmm. you, you have solved that problem by like just building a network. Like if you attach your like little branches, like on all of these different trees, like yeah. no one can call you an, an imposter. I mean, no. not that that's like, I'm not trying to say that that's like the motivation, but like, no. it's such a beautiful, like, hack of like how to solve your own imposter syndrome (laughs) like you could do it by like trying to just like be better and like beat people you know or you could like I have to be like whatever the video game equivalent of first chair is yeah (laughs) um or like I'm just gonna know everybody and if ever if I know everybody and everybody knows me like I'm not an imposter yeah that must be yeah I mean imposter syndrome like there's you know everybody has it everybody deals with it even like not everybody has it well that's we call them i have i have interviewed people who don't have it i've interviewed cool people who don't have it but Mm. this is what i mean i think like when i said before like everybody is different like yeah just when i start to think like i can count on some things like i'll say to someone like well blah 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 right (laughs) and they're like no Mm -mm. so oh yeah so some people don't have it but i think interesting a lot of women do I see that for um, sure. Especially in video game composition. Like we haven't even talked about that, but like, hmm. I mean, I don't know that much about it, but I know that like the video game industry in general has a hard relationship with women sometimes. But again, <sighs> for you to feel like, just you kidding. know, like I, I belong, I've made myself belong here. I just, I'm mm-hmm. connected to enough people that like, I just yeah. do. Yeah. So with, backing up and like rephrasing you know who has imposter syndrome the people that do um including myself something that helps is to keep in mind that there's even like top dog people that deal with it well that's because it it has nothing to do with your actual work it just has to do with your for sure parents and childhood and culture and you know whatever yeah and just Um, just feeling like feeling good enough genetics even like it's just like your personality um (laughs) totally it's 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 extremely common and it's it's not it's not logical no there's 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 rarely a logical explanation for why someone feels that way i mean in terms of like how your work relates to how you feel about your work not related Mm -mm. um (laughs) Okay, I think the last thing I want to ask you, you know, the my podcast is called Artifice because I just believe that like the the front story and the back story of every artist, there is inevitably like some meat in there that we wouldn't know about unless we ask and specifically talk about. So mm-hmm. do you feel like you can tell me like anything that you feel is sort of like a paradox between like the Rachel that people like hear on your podcast, like, you know, see socially, whatever, mm-hmm. um, or even like see in your work, like, you know, all the stuff that's forward facing. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of, it, it doesn't have to be like a paradox, but is there any <laughs> like squiggly line in between that and how you There's feel? There's so many squiggly lines. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, you want to tell people, about. people are starting to like, I mean, people recognize me as a very like networky person, but I I feel like that's because when I'm in social situations, I choose to put myself out there. But really, like, I'm still a super quiet person. And, like, I guess that would be called, like, an extroverted introvert. I don't know. But, like, for me, at least in that aspect, that's, that's something. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm this person that goes and meets everybody that they can and, you yeah. know, and, and all these things. But really... I'm 
And it, I don't know. Just so what you're saying is like, it, well. it's, it might be difficult for someone to understand that that's not like first nature. Not really. You. No, it's becoming more, I'm more comfortable with it the more I do it, yeah. which makes of sense. Course. Yeah. But like, I'm, I've still like, it is, it's really interesting to kind of just catch myself like talking up a storm in some yeah. circle when like really like I I'm more of a listener and yeah. so the fact that I have a podcast where I'm supposed to talk and talk totally is so funny because I I'm so much more of a listener and you know just taking things in and just just listening so that's that's definitely a, is there anything a you want to like okay so as maybe like not specifically to like talking a lot isn't my natural thing but like it's what I do a lot maybe not specifically that but Mm -hmm. in this idea of like and I'm totally seeing how this relates to like what you were saying about your podcast in this idea of like people would make these assumptions about me like you know that this is easy for me but really like it's Mm -hmm. not really easy for me it's getting easier is there anything that you'd want to just like say about like how you did that and like I think I mean more broad. So it like applies to like whatever Mm -hmm. individual, you know, but like how you did that or like, you know, just what it feels like, like on the, you know, be it to be able to look back and be like, this is getting easier. Like what, what like advice or reflection would you have about that? Um, just looking back on how I got to where I'm at right now. I mean, it's not, I'm I'm not done, of course. You're like, at the very beginning. Very we both very are. Beginning. Yeah, I'm 32 and I'm still yeah. I feel like I'm I'm so bad at guessing ages. I did not know that's your did age. Did you think I was younger or older? Younger, for oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't you have look kids. Great. I swear, I swear like even people that have kids that like look phenomenally young, there's I I feel like there's a different like way you carry yourself about it or I don't something know what it like is. Yeah, I'm I, with you. I think I read younger because I don't have kids. I, it's just my theory. I see that, but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who either. knows? I still get mistaken Maybe I for don't a read younger. Old, so like. I don't. yeah, it's <laughs> it's also a thing. But um, but yeah, with um, think. Uh, I think I was just I was um, that is, this is my fault. I took us on a tangent. <laughs> um, but I I want to I just as we're kind of summing up, I would like for you to just reflect on like mm-hmm. what it's meant to you, you know, because I'm sure people maybe wouldn't normally ask you like, how did you get good at talking to people? They're just going to assume you're good at it. So I'd love for you to like, just tell like what it's meant to you to, to make that stride or to make that progress. Thinking about it, it's, it's taken a lot of persistence and doing things even when you don't feel like doing it. Um, Because sometimes just talking about, I mean, everything that has led me to where I am now, like if you got to keep doing it, you know, and I feel like anything that I'd come up with to say probably sounds a little cliche, but honestly, that's honest truth. That's what I want you to say. I mean, like that's, that's my whole point. Like I think it's easy for people to make assumptions or like, it's easy, you know, to want to tie a little bow, but like you just, you just keep moving. Did you, have you felt like it has taken creativity to like hack your, um, your, your gut, you know, default self into like doing, you know, just finding creative ways to, yeah, to kind of override 
what's natural to you. Just, um, I mean, I mean, with me, not just social situations, but also with how I got through school because I struggled so hard with it. Like I actually left that place with a degree. So a miracle, but I, you know, just had to figure out yeah that's a really good way of putting it like I had to be creative about how to do that just because um I mean nothing the the main thing that I've seen in my life and career lately is just that nothing goes according to plan and so you just got to roll with however it's going because I I mean I walked into slick planning to walk away with three degrees like the whole the whole thing because I wanted to to get the three degrees that they offered in music and just through all the plot twists and obstacles and stuff like I decided that like okay walking away with one and it wasn't the one I originally was gonna get but I mean I was gonna get the um if I was gonna get just one it was gonna be the applied science in music uh, media music cool and because that's more my what I was doing electronic composition type things like that um and I i graduated from slick with a music recording technology degree which is you know more of an unexpected turn because now i'm like i'm more into audio engineering you know looking into those things instead of just composition like like it's there's been a lot of evolving in what i want to be doing and things like that but through all of the like there's so many things that like have almost burnt me out things like that and just remembering that that i'm super passionate about this has helped me continue through it just because I I know that there's nothing else that I'd want to do. Like I have a yeah. day job right now and like I'm not going to work there forever, but even just I know that having a day job in general isn't going to be my thing. Yeah. Like I want to, like I know what I want yeah. and I know what I need to do to do it. Yeah. And if only, you know, some, I mean, sometimes it is, I guess, but for me, it's not, that easy like I have yeah. to work for things and th- yeah. things like that but. I mean I think that's I, that's the perfect answer in the sense that you know like I said before it's easy to look at someone who's a professional creative and just think like like I I don't know if you get this but like so frequently like really frequently when I meet someone new like in my neighborhood or whatever mm-hmm. I'll say to them like you know, what do you do? Yeah, and I'll tell them question. like, I'm a professional, I'm a musician or like I'm a singer. And I can't tell you how many people will be like, well, I would have been a singer. Oh, and it, that question so like really offends me. <laughs> like, I mean, I try not to get mad at it. Cause like, I, I just think like, it wasn't easy for me. Like if you would have been, then you would have been. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, what? maybe like on my better days, I'm a little bit more like, you know, I would frame it in a little different way, but you know, I think like, I always assume that it's not easy for people. And the more that I've done this, the more that I have realized that it is kind of easy for some people. Yeah. It wasn't easy for me. Like my brother, Brian, he just, right. So easy. Making the decision to be creative and to make creativity and to make art, you know, I would say like creativity and art aren't aren't always the same thing. They like, they share some branches, Mm -hmm. um, but to make art specifically, and more broadly, creativity, the like main focus of my life has been extremely difficult. There has not been like a single <laughs> thing about it that's been like a no brainer. Like yeah. every single piece of it has been like complicated and definitely not the path of least resistance. 
Um, and I think a lot of us feel that way. So to be able to tell like your individual story of how you've managed to do it, I think is extremely valuable in the sense that I want to see more people going like, oh, that wasn't easy for her. Hmm. Well, <laughs> what could I do then? Like, that's, yeah. I think that's the thing. The- that's the thing that I care about more than anything. Like, I feel fatigued by like the lack of creativity that I see. Mm. Um, like there's really not a better word for it. Like for it makes sure. me feel tired. <laughs> like <laughs> like seeing, like yeah. seeing the, seeing people be uncreative and seeing people like reflect on their world in a way that's uncreative and not have creative problem solving skills. Like just makes me feel like, feels like bummed a waste. and tired and a waste. Um, and yeah, I just think like, well, maybe if I can talk to people who are creative and get those people to tell their stories about like the ways it hasn't been easy or the ways it has or what they did or how they, you know, maybe like some, well, we can figure out something that like can be like, <laughs> what's your version of that? Which is totally also what you're doing in your podcast, which I think is, I I started my podcast before I had ever heard of yours. Um, which is so funny because it is funny <laughs> what, what were you gonna say I, I'm just gonna gush about your podcast is what I was gonna do Thank because you. like I I can't remember I mean because we're in the, the Utah music circle like yeah. that's we well heard, Becky Willard I heard of you posted, okay that's, that's right that's how I heard about you guys because I know Becky right yeah, yeah. I love Becky. Hi, but Becky. yeah like I had already but, like started my podcast and like I yeah. saw her episode and I was like hey <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I was thinking the same thing like because I, I saw yours pop up and I was just like, this is, yeah, like, oh my gosh, yes, promote those things, like, talk to those people, like, I, the way that you have your podcast, and who you talk to, and your message, your focus, and everything, is, like, exactly what I would have wanted for artists if it wasn't rebranding to just everybody, yeah. like, I feel like that was weird how I said that, but, like, I just, no, I, I totally love know what you mean, yeah, podcast, thank yeah. you, yeah, well, I course. feel the same way about yours, and I, I do um, feel like our, our thanks. focuses are, like, like light creativity and art sharing some branches but like definitely like (laughs) kind of anchoring in a few different places too and yeah I love I love the idea of talking to people and you know getting those different perspectives of what this you know whatever it is you want to talk about like means to them and what what their you know yeah i feel like like to them i want to know about the backstory and you guys are like let's talk about the forward story yeah yeah. like like, okay you do this perfect what what can you do to help the people that are trying to get there totally yeah Yeah. exactly yeah i i just i seriously i'm just so so in love with like how you you have your podcast and just everything about it man i'm telling you you. i really i that means a lot to me like it's it's not something that i that i um always feel totally confident about so i appreciate you that you should because you. it's seriously like just not kidding everything about it just the way you mo- like you. market it have oh, it just everything well i was talking with a, a good friend of mine last night and she just start she just started listening i think she listened to like her first episode yesterday and she mm-hmm. said something like I feel like you really care about your guests. And I was like, that's the, oh, that's it. <laughs> like, that's the whole podcast. Like the, Sweet. like, it's not like a side, it's not a side effect. It's like my entire deal is like, I like people. I'm curious about people. I, I like kind of fall in love with people really easily. Like I want to see like people's kind of depth and like the things that make them special. Yeah. And I, I, I want there to be a podcast 
for that for every industry because yeah. like i just want to you know, know about people there's so many people out there and there's they all so have people. something to share it's extremely overwhelming how many people there are <laughs> and each and every one of those people is interesting and unique and i like the creative ones best yeah but yeah. uh you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone yeah, else I... should find some other frame for non-creative people they that will make should. me be like, wow, that's interesting too. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it would people be hard. different interests. There, there's got to be somebody anyway, that would do that. Well, thanks. But so I always ask course. people at the very end, what's your dream collaboration right now? Or like you could tell me like a dream interview person. Or mm. I mean, really, I'd like it to be more just about you. Like <laughs> just your dream me. collaboration. Yes. You but know. Take it where you will. I think it would be so awesome to work with Hans Zimmer somehow not yeah. sure how that would happen like even to just be in the recording studio with him just even to just shadow him like that would be a dream come true just because I like I said I've, I've loved his music growing up like I he's just his brain is just I mean he has his yeah. master class and yeah. it's just like the just to be able to learn from him would be really cool but see if like some of that magic like just sprinkles on you exactly i love that yeah yeah i think i think that's or any any like up there composer would be so cool just because i'm fascinated by danny elfman he's a person that i'm like what's going on in your brain i know he's got a master class too so maybe we should uh oh i didn't even know that 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 sounds cool okay and then last tell everybody where to find your stuff and all the things so create loud podcast you can find us Anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, we've got a Facebook group too called Creators Connect. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, yeah. We what post about your things? My things? Yeah. I've got a website. Um, Spell it. Tell us how to find it. Yeah. So here's here's my beef. Okay. My name is Rachel Robison. Yeah. My website is rachelrobisonmusic.com. There's a Rachel Robinson yeah. music. I have the same thing. I used to have emilymerrill.com, but then there was another Emily Merrill who spelled her last name with an I. And so I got so a different annoying. and then like people could never find it because they would spell it with an I. Yeah. I'm sharing this beef with you right now. Yeah. Beef sandwich. Share it. We're sharing it. You <laughs> beef have half. Sandwich. I'll have half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I got rid of like my Emily Merrill. I now my website is EM Vocals. Oh, there you go. But now I'm like, I'm not really just doing vocals. And yeah. then I looked back at getting my old domain and now there's an Emily Merrill who spells her last name the same as mine, who's a like a business coach, like a life coach. Excuse me. And I'm like, no, there's three of uh, us. Anyway. Oh my gosh, also people for sure are always saying Robinson. Yeah. And then it's yeah. going to be a lifelong struggle. So it's not going to ever so go away. We'll tell the listeners, yeah. Rachel with, Robinson? With, and Rachel is R A C H E L. There's you. not that extra a nope. And then <laughs> Robinson is just like Robinson, but no, there's only one, the one N, N. Yeah. and it's at the end. Yeah. So Robinson really remember that dot com. Dot com. Rachel yeah. Robinson music. Rachel Robinson music.com. That's good. I, I'm thinking about mine too. Cause I'm doing, yeah, I'm also evolving. I've been thinking about whether I should get a new domain name and I can't think of one that's better. Like know. when you have a weird like last name and it, it's so long, I was going to do like Rachel Robinson composer, but that's like, no, one's gonna I'm sure do like RR so music is already yeah. taken. Like anyway, not important. <laughs> we'll have to look into it. Rachel, but, yeah. thank you so much for thank being here. For Everybody, me. please listen to Create Loud. These are important conversations. Yeah. You don't have to be a professional artist 
No. You don't have to be an amateur artist. You just have to be a person who wants to think big things about what you can do and think creatively about how you might do those things. Exactly. Cool. Nailed it. Riddle, Nailed thank head. you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I can't think of another thing. No, I want to say like, talk to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> and goodbye. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.